Hey, welcome to the Curious Project. This is Curious coming at you once again. And I have a really great interview with a really great friend. His name is Rene Aguirre. He's been on both sides. He's been a producer as well as executive side on, on a TV network. So he knows what not to do when you're trying to pitch a TV show and you're trying to get it sold. So uh, I'm not going to waste much time. Let's get right into the interview with Rene. By the way, this is Rene Aguirre. He's uh, been in the television industry for many, many years. He's educated at this. He, he didn't just get a job as a security guard and then went into production from there. He, you actually went to school, right? I did. I went to uh, Cal State Long Beach. I uh, did, well. Well, that's just considered a school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the uh, the, ju the junior college first, Chafee College in Rancho Cucamonga, and I took uh, a couple broadcasting classes there. I got a AA there. Uh, there was a teacher uh, by the name of Willard Pugh who kind of like Willard shows. Pugh? Yeah, he was a he played Harpo in uh, in the Color Purple. And, oh, uh, yeah, he kind of like showed us like how to make money. He's like you, you, he's like a lot of you have like this like grand idea that you're gonna become the next Steven Spielberg. He's like this is the way I make money. So then like he started showing us like you could edit, you could you know. You could do video. Oh, real life. Yeah, yeah, like the real, like applying real life, like. I'm just checking the microphone it, that it's on. It is on. He applied the reality of what production really is, where, yes, you, you, you know, you can do whatever you want. You mm. can be as great as you can be, but there's steps to get to that final point. He kind of showed us how, and I'm like, yeah. shit, I want, I want to pursue this, because my friends and I, when we were kids, we used to make little movies. We used to and uh, do stupid little stop motion. Uh, Is your uh, friend uh, Joe? No, no, <laughs> but Joe did take that class with me, uh, but he lasted like two weeks and then he quit. He was quit? Yeah, like, I didn't think, it was a Saturday morning class and I don't think he likes waking up. No. Ever. If you don't know Joe, just Google uh, talking shit with Joe. I'll just put the link there. Yeah. No need to go into that, just look at that. Also look at nothing but art on Instagram. Hold on the story. Just make sure it's not around dinner time. <laughs> so you you went from school. So yeah, junior college, and then uh, transferred over to Cal State Long Beach. Got a degree there. Uh, Two thousand four graduated, and then I started. Uh, once I got out of college, I took any job I could. I was doing craft service, did makeup work. Uh, makeup. Uh, prosthetic <laughs> makeup. Oh okay. yeah. Uh, I uh, actually the uh, Guillermo del Toro. That's how he started. That's yeah, I mean, the, you, that's you have to start somewhere. Like is, wherever, whatever you do, you have to start somewhere. So, are is it the rumor that all makeup artists are gay? Is that true? Um, or are you not that anymore? You're not into makeup. Um, this isn't uh, a very PC show, is it? No. The, well, we haven't said any curse words. <laughs> we no. have, we haven't. Just make sure you just don't curse. You can say, you know, balls. Just don't say, you know. <laughs> Yeah, not not gay. Uh, it was fun to put makeup on women. That was fun, <laughs> but it was like bruises and like. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you were doing some really quality <laughs> projects. So you were putting black eyes on women. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, black so, eyes. My I, I don't even want to see that product thing that's even allowed nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah. So then after that, I I did grip work, electrical work. work. Uh, I did local cable ads, and then. Uh, and I got a job at CTV in, in the marketing space and started working with a bunch of comedians. So that's where kind of that led me into working with comedy. 
Comedy, okay. And now where are you at now? Uh, I work uh, with uh, with Arson House. I work with the management team. We're currently uh, currently uh, directing all their uh, content development. Uh, we're working with all the comics that they comics that they represent, uh, figuring out ways how to uh, maximize their fan base and uh, get more more views, more numbers, more ticket sales. Yeah. So in your life, you've taken a lot of pictures for yes. TV shows. Can you give some of the people watching because they always like they're like, how do you pitch? There's no really. Well, I don't really even know. You tell us what, how not to do it. Perhaps uh, for me, I personally hated when I would get a pitch and they would immediately say, "This is like this version, but with Latinos." So <laughs> we would in the network I used to work at, uh, we'd always get the pitch. Uh, oh, we got the show. It's like. The Kardashians, but with Latinos, or it's like uh, uh, West Coast Choppers, but with Latinos. It's like we don't, you know, they, they they think just because you put a Latino in in the in a world that was already existed in another show that it'd be like a, a slam dunk. So I wonder if they do that with like they go to BET with the same pitch. I'm sure they do, <laughs> and they go, it's like West I'm Coast sure Choppers do. with black people. Yeah, they they feel like it's like a Lego piece where they just <laughs> interchange the, uh, the the race. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the pitches that were established with a talent in mind, um, not being pitched a talent and then having to figure out what to do with that piece of talent. Um, a, a, a well-crafted idea would always uh, allow for us to be able to take it further up the ladder for approvals, where as opposed to like if, if we had a half-baked idea that was pitched to us and uh, it wouldn't involve a lot of development time, which we were kind of short-staffed. We didn't have that that manpower to sit and focus on a half-baked idea when we're actually doing currents on shows and uh, working on actual productions. Yeah. Um, I hated uh, typos and pitches. I get when they would leave a, a, a leave-behind uh, a, a one-sheeter. I is it, is it a good idea to leave? Because I heard it's not good a good idea to leave materials. From an executive perspective, it is does it help? Does it not? It's easier if you have a link. It, it's always easier because it just gets stacked up on on uh, on your desk. Yeah. Um, if you have a link in an email, formally written, all the information you need is answered. You don't have to constantly call and and ask questions on what the project is. If, if all the links work, you're good. And how many times should someone email you to follow up? You know, is it okay 10 times a day or five times um, a day? It's good. Well, for, for, for us, I was always, I always tried to get back within a week or two. We had development meetings every week. So we would present the ideas that we thought had some type of, you know, some legs where we thought they could fit the brand. Uh, we would then discuss it, and if it was a pass, we would let everybody know within a couple of days after. That's nice of you. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, because you can't leave them hanging, because you 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 never know they could have the next bit, big idea, and you even if their first idea was 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 you know not that great, you never know their next idea could be the the next the next big. Yeah, turn into Dave Chappelle, so then you yeah, have to yeah, look at them in the face. Yeah. Actually, you know what I find that a lot of Latino executives are the hardest on Latinos. Like, they're, they're rather, it, it's, 
it's like a weird, not racist, but it, there's a certain thing that they don't want to hook up another Latino <laughs> because they, they probably feel like, oh, I don't want people to think where I work that I'm just, because he's Latino, I'm giving them that chance. So they, I think that they're hardest. Um, I've experienced that done to me. I would look at a person as whatever project they would be, they'd present. If it was a terrible project, they were the person that brought me a terrible project. Didn't matter what race, what ethnicity. Um, but I did notice there's a lot of haters. Like there's a lot of hater be- haterism going on between the Latino community and our industry. Yes, they don't want to help each other. Um, it's it's very un un ununified. Yeah. Um, Even with agencies, like we notice, there's not that many Latino agents, and the Latino agents probably don't represent a lot of Latinos because they don't want to be like, oh, they don't want to be Latino agent. Yeah, yeah. I, I've worked with agents who have. Uh, a specific, you know, uh, vision who do like to represent Latinos, but they're not the Latino, they're not a Latino agent. They just know that there is a market for a Latino talent. Um, One thing I always hated about being pitched Latino specific shows is, uh, as my mom would say, they would slap you in the face with a tortilla. Like, (laughs) Yes. yes, you know that it's Latino. I don't have to be reminded. That it's Latino. Oh, the tortilla thing is funny. Like if you if you, <laughs> if you get a good a good air, you hear that, ah! you know. But I know what you mean. Like the Latino centric uh, culture. But then again, at the same time, they don't really let us in the mainstream. It's not like you don't see everybody loves Raymond. You don't see everybody loves. Well, George Lopez kind of broke in a little bit, but I wouldn't consider that necessarily like a Latino, sh- you know, show where it's like. Latinos were watching because all everybody was watching. It's mainstream. <laughs> yeah, that, I I think it's it's ideal to always present something as general market, and there's somebody in the show that is Latino, like Jessica Alba. She's Latina, but that wasn't her selling point. She mm. was just an actress who did her job really well, and now she's a smart businesswoman. Yeah. Nobody's saying, oh, she's a Latina businesswoman. Yeah. They just say she's a businesswoman yeah. now. Like, like no one says she was an actress. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, have you seen it in Fantastic Four? Never mind. Let's stop well, the hate. Let's fan- stop the hate. Fantastic Four was so bad that uh, they had to reuse one of the characters. Was it uh, who who became Captain America? Um, yeah. Who? Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm. Yeah, he became yeah. He, within the same world. Like, if somebody were to like dive into it, like he played another character in the Marvel universe. What America did. Fantastic Four. So they was, tried. They completely forgot about it. I think the only thing that came out of those movies that were good was, uh, uh, fuck the guy who played the Kamish. Michael Chiklis. Yeah, Michael Chiklis. Oh, thing. Yeah. But you know, in, well, I'm not really a Fantastic Four fan. Nobody was. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Flame guy has some potential, but I'm an Aquaman fan, and I know these are the most. Popular one, but now have you seen what they're doing with uh, Samoa? What's his name? Michael Momoa? Yeah, uh, he's Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. But it, they made him look badass. And I'm like, yes, that's the real Aquaman. It's not this was riding with Wonder Woman and Invisible Plane. Like, he has his own thing going on. Do you think they could do that with Robin? They could. Didn't they do something? Uh, not, no. No? No. Well, maybe I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think Robin... <laughs> The difference is that he's that psychic. Like, that's what he's known for. Aquaman controls all the animals 
I mean, just with the sharks, he's powerful. Like, I mean, sharks are dangerous. Do you think they should do crossover with Sharknado and Aquaman? That, wow. Why? No, the question is, why is not Aquaman in Sharknado? Who knows? Well, maybe probably rights and yeah. production and things like that. But Aquaman, he can talk to fish. And I know people say, that's stupid. It's not. I mean, you can't talk to to animals. You know, like, don't judge Aquaman, you know, because of his ability to talk to fish. Did you just make him Jamaican? Why? You, I just, call him, you just call him Aquaman. Well, I was trying to not have a, a Spanish accent. <laughs> but aqua is such a Spanish word. Agua, yeah. Yeah, agua. But going back to the pitches, yeah. like, nobody gets care about either Aquaman or the pitches. But, no, I do get a lot of email that people are like, hey, I really want to... Um, you know, get my pitch out there, have the greatest idea. But I think a lot of times it's how to connect with people. So how do people connect with you? Well, for 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 us, sometimes I would get hit up through like various sources and that would sometimes get annoying. We, we ended up having to streamline it and we'd only take pitches from people that were represented by a bigger agency. Yeah. Or if it was like a recommendation from somebody who we knew internally. Um, but... Yeah, if, if you allow for a free-for-all, like, and it sucks because there's going to be a lot of ideas out there that will never get heard because of those barriers, but it's because there's the people out there who ruin it for everybody, yeah. who who do send 10 emails a day. I got a guy yelling at me one time because I turned his pitch down over the phone, and he ra- it was like a cold call. He just randomly called me, and he gave me this pitch, and, and I just told me, you know, it, it sounds like this isn't the right show for us, and it wasn't. It, it could have it could have worked for another network, but not for us. And he got mad at me, and he was saying he was going to call every superior above me. And you know, at that point, you just say, "Okay, well, feel free." Like I, it, it's it, it's unfortunate that because of people like him, you know, there there's people out there who who never get the opportunity to be able to pitch because they ruin it yeah they ruin those opportunities those those open door opportunities and there's there's times where we do or there's certain avenues where you could take there's like conferences where you could go and pitch your ideas um and there's executives who are there to listen yeah um but sometimes you you run into crazy people there as well <laughs> so crazy is like crazy people is the theme here right? it's just uh, they, they, they want to get their show's ideas out and maybe some of those crazy people have great ideas but I don't know what you mean like following the chain of command although and even the bigger establishments is so locked tight yeah that yeah you do need yeah, a big unless, agent unless, unless you have a big agency behind you they don't they won't listen to you yeah so do you recommend someone coming up to you uh, you, you know, you're eating some tacos somewhere and um, just Say, hey, I got an idea. If they were buying me my food, I would. <laughs> so you heard it. If you've seen him somewhere, and you want to pitch him, just buy it, buy, pay for his food. And you, he'll listen. He probably is going to turn it down, though. Just <laughs> you know. So now and, that. And they all, if it's a place where uh, you have to pay for parking, you have to take care of that, too. If <laughs> they the parking. And what about if it's like a, like a Dodger game or something? Uh, depends. And you already have hot dogs. You already have all your food. Um, if you have to listen, yeah, yeah. If it's not that your fan, though. Hey, there's there's uh, uh, souvenir shops. Hey, there's hats. 
Yeah. Um, size double X uh, shirts, uh, seven and five eighths and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and what about? And this is kind of this is a tricky question because what is it the craziest pitch you've heard? Yet it's weird. It's weird because did, did any of those crazy pitches ever make it where you're like, what the? No, no, no. And I think anytime I I ever. If there was any show that I passed on that I really liked, um, was always because monetarily we couldn't afford it. And there's been a couple where like I've seen them go on to mm-hmm. another network, and I was like, damn, if only we had the money. There's been pitches where I've heard, and I was like, that's probably one of the best ideas. Nobody will ever do it. Yeah. Just because of you know, it'd be too expensive or uh, the subject matter, uh, but. There's, there's there's reasons why things don't happen, but then there's been some some pitches that I've gotten where it's like, why am I sitting in this room with this person? <laughs> it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Well, how do they get in the room? That's uh, this was when I first moved into the programming side. Uh, I think they came in through a proper channel, so they had uh, um some agent that set up the meeting for him. I, I don't know, my, my assistant just said, hey, you have a meeting today. And we, <laughs> me and my other colleague had sat in this meeting and we listened to this pitch and we're like, we used that as a reference to like the worst pitch we ever got. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And, but isn't that memorable? Because it if, is. if it's you see funny, this person yeah. again, you're like, yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, I wish... I wish I could say what it was, but in the case that this yeah, what, is, I wouldn't. Because that person is still out there <laughs> pitching that show. They know who they are. <laughs> they know exactly who they are. They're like, probably going to be like, yeah, that's me. It, it was so bad. It was. It, it felt like it was like one of those failed SNL sketches <laughs> that you're like, oh, is this supposed to be a comedy? No, this is serious. He's out there right now watching this or she and looking at you like, like yeah, he's talking about me. <laughs> hey, don't give up. <laughs> you, you keep, he's somewhere else now. You know, maybe maybe this is the place now. Just modify it. Just <laughs> just, just you know, just delete that document and then just create something else. And then I think you have a chance. Okay, so good. So I mean, this is like a, I'm. I like to get this information. People, you would think it's it's simple, but a lot of people don't know. How to pitch, where to pitch, how to get your show out there, um, you know, and, and a lot of people send you like, because I don't even have a network and people send me stuff unsolicited. Yeah, well, yeah. Last time we, we were supposed to do this at, at Real Screen. So yeah. Real Screen actually is a, is a, is a good place to, uh, you know, R-E-E-L. You have to pay, yeah, R-E-E-L. Uh, they have these uh, uh, workshops where you could go and pitch to executives mm-hmm. um, and that and that's where you could, you know, you just sign up. I think you have to pay. I, I don't know. I don't know about that that side of it, but uh, you could set up a time. Uh, it's, it, for us, it's it's kind of like for for us, it was like speed dating, where we sat for five minutes for one hour, five minutes with each person. It was like twenty people just in rotation, and they would pitch, pitch a show, then next pitch a show next. Um, there was a couple of things, you know, some, there was a couple of like inklings of ideas that were great that, that I've heard doing those, but you know, it's, it's a good way to practice. It's a good way to practice to pitch, get your content. And you've done the, you worked on the puppet shit show. 
The is it still on the, online? Can people look at it? Uh, yeah, it's on, it's on, it should be on Hulu. Hulu. Um, it should be on Hulu. The, the Hollywood Puppet Shit Show. We did that with Wilmer Valderrama's company, uh, WVE. Um, it was... Uh, something, something. Google Wilmer Valderrama production yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you did also some stuff with Fluffy. Yeah, we did Fluffy's uh, Food Adventures. Uh, so I was I was uh, executive producer on both of these shows. Um uh, and that's that's if, if you don't understand how hard it's to get fluffy to do something because every company wants him he's like the hottest one of the hottest comedians out there and his time is very valuable so i don't even know how you guys yeah i mean it was hard it was just we worked around his schedule and um you know we, we gave him a you know a very uh a good deal that benefited him <laughs> and uh you know he uh yeah, but for him to actually agree, he must have seen something within the team. Because I'm, I'm sure even, yeah. it's not about the money. I'm sure a lot of people offer him money. It's more, yeah, at he the probably time, saw the creativity yeah, at the time, from you guys. Yeah, at the time we had a team, we were uh, rebranding and uh, we're looking for new content. We're kind of changing the image of what we're doing there. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, it was, it was, it was a couple of years of just, you know, having conversations with them and trying to figure out would be the best fit for him and he was touring so finding something that would fit within his tour schedule and you know we you know you know allowed him to you know be as creative as he wanted to and um yeah and it was it was it was fun we we were able to work something is out. that online to be able to check it out online? it's on hulu, hulu it's on hulu now yeah fuse has a lot of shows uh a lot of their previous shows that uh that that i worked on that are now on hulu. fuse because it used to be ctv then nuvo um, yeah, new TV and then uh, then Fuse. Fuse, and now they even have um, Fuse outside the building. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, man, they have been talking about that since uh, they moved. Uh, I remember I was working at CTV when they made the move, and that was in two thousand nine. And they've been talking about, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Two years ago, like, hey, we're finally going to do it. Yeah. And I just saw it a couple days ago. I know. I mean, I, I do, had do a show on there. Turn on? Do they work? I haven't seen it at night, maybe because of that, because they don't have <laughs> lights. But, but you know, it's not it's a big deal to put your name yeah. on a building. I mean, I, yeah. I want to do that one day. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know what name yet, but yeah. I'm going to put a name on the building. No, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, it looks good. I, I, I drove by and I, I'm glad, you know. <laughs> it's a constant reminder <laughs> as you no, drive it, by. It was, it was fun. Uh, you know, I, I really do, you know, the, that brand definitely has something there. You know, I wouldn't have been there as long as I was if I didn't believe in what what the culture and what what they were trying to do. You know, J Lo obviously some, saw something in it. She yeah. she she was involved with the company. Um, I saw you know, something in her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know the when you started, and actually that's another that's another tidbit because you you started in the marketing department and you were doing. Uh, almost like promo videos and stuff. Yeah, I was an editor, producer editor. Uh, but so. I saw you grow from that, you know, to executive. And if you if you don't understand how hard it is to make that transition, because when you're when you start at a certain level, they never really take you seriously, right? They're like, yeah, oh they yeah, you just they, they editor, try to keep you. They try to keep you. Yeah, they they whatever job you applied for and got, that's what they they usually try to keep you. Yeah, at. and it's hard to make that transition to the same company. I mean, you could go to another company, but. That tells you the level of talent you have, and the, you know the people you've worked with, and all, all, everything you contribute, even you, what you're doing now. So you you're creating, I think, even more content now, right? Like you have more yeah, free range. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's like uh, we don't really have to deal with uh, 
FCC. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a lot more freedom. It's it's really what we could get out uh, that's ethical enough where you're not gonna offend anybody or is illegal. <laughs> ethical in parentheses. Like, well, it's <laughs> up to opinion. Illegal, I guess that's pretty clear. Yeah. But if no one dies, no, it's mean, just, it, and it's and it's keeping within the brand of of each talent that you work with because every, every talent's different. Every every talent has their own specific brand, specific audience that they're that they gear their work towards. So, you know, as long as we're creating content that fits that mold per per talent, I think I think you know you should be successful. There you have it. So if somebody wants to contact you, do you have a you know what? Do this. Leave a comment on this video, and I don't know. I'll screenshot you the comments, <laughs> and then you look at. Actually, leave your show ideas <laughs> right below this video, or email him your show ideas. Actually, I have my email out there: keu at artisticwarfare.com. Send me your show ideas. Make sure they're protected. Uh, not that I'm even gonna do them, but just. Because you always want to protect. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah, like, that's another thing. How um, important is that for you that people protect their work? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people that actually go to the extent of of getting it filed, like with uh, the Writers Guild. Uh, they'll they'll have a lawyer send it over, um, uh, notarize. I mean, that's those are great steps to take because <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, thievery in uh, in this industry. Yeah, and without without that properly backing yourself up it's hard to protect it um like an email that's dated this date doesn't really say anything um because uh, take note so the writer's guild is that a good uh a good it, way? yeah i guess it, the, it really depends on on how deep it is in the creative uh uh i don't know i, f I forget what their their there's their regulations are in order for for you to go that route but if you could get a notary do that that's probably the cheapest route yeah. Um, if you could afford a lawyer, getting a lawyer to submit your work for you. But if you're going through an agency, that's probably like, you know, you're, you're, you're good then. Yeah. But a real agency, by the way. Cause that's another thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's some, some mom and pop agencies that, um, they gotta be a writer's guild agency. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, cause yeah. If, uh, if you're like, you, fuck that bitch agency is probably not real. Like. Yeah, if, if 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 you're paying your agent and he's not bringing you any money, <laughs> yes. If if you've never seen your agent's office <laughs> and he just snaps you, Snapchats you like his your 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 meetings, something is up. You if gotta, your agent has an Uber sticker on his car, <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe his wife is <laughs> Uber driver. No, but thank you so much for uh, doing this because I, I mean, a lot of people are going to really uh, enjoy it. Not a lot of people, just people trying to sell TV shows. <laughs> and um, you're also a Dodger fan, so you might, ca you might catch you at a game. If you if you mentioned this, that you saw him here, uh, he'll buy you a hot dog? What, or what would you buy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought they were buying me shit. If they want to pitch, but if they just... I, I just want them to know, hey, tell you, hey, I saw you in... Whatever podcast, whatever this is called. Just say hi. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what how many people watch. It's like 23. So I, I don't know if I want to go and buy 23 hot dogs. This is more world. Someone's going to come up to you and be like, hey, you owe me a hot dog. <laughs> hey, dog. Hey. I'm, not buy, I'm not buying hot dogs, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk. Oh, I'll leave you with this. Do you think Tupac is alive? Um, he's, in, he's, a, he's alive in all of us. <laughs>
<laughs> that's a good answer. That's a good answer. You didn't offend anybody because that, that's something offensive. To, you can curse. Yeah, some people think, some not think, they know Tupac is alive and they will be upset. Well, but, I hope I hope this next album is uh, is better than... They're still coming out. You know how Craig Mack, you know Craig Mack? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, died. He died. Yeah. yeah. Did you know he was in a cult? I didn't know. He, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I heard it. It was like 10 years ago. Yeah, but he was still in it and he, he gave them all his money oh. to the cult. And I actually did a video, video about this yesterday. You can see the link right there. And uh, they, basically he was in this cult and the pastor of the cult or the leader or whatever, he was uh, arrested for child molestation and all kinds of sexual abuse. And Craig Mack was supposed, this is a rumor, was supposed to be one of the people that were gonna testify against the pastor and he mysteriously dies. Oh, so shit. I don't know. You know, when you're in those places, Kool-Aid is very cheap, you know, and... 1,000 degrees. You'll be on your knees. <laughs> but you'll never, you'll never get that investigated. They can't even get Biggie and Tupac killed in Sunset Boulevard. He's yeah. in South Carolina somewhere, so you're never going to hear about that. But thank you so much for being here. Leave a comment with your show ideas. Actually, leave your worst show idea on the, in the comments. Yeah, see who's the worst. If, if, if you can make... If you leave the worst show idea ever, you'll buy a hot dog. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I will. A pack of hot dogs.